Every year, my parents would take my brother and I to an amusement park or fair. I don't remember exactly every single attraction at the fair that I went to. I was born and raised in Kentucky. But what I remember are the sounds and the smells. The sounds of carnival workers giving their best sales pitches and the cacophony of dings, bells, and rides rolling and moving at times that seem like they're in synchrony with the screams of fear and delight from the patrons. And the smells, oh man, the smells. There's something about the conglomeration of smells from the onions and sausage, funnel cake, and the earthen smell from either the dirt or grass that we walked on that really makes me smile when I think back. What we do for entertainment is very different these days. We have options and options and options and options. But despite those many options in my recent experience at the Northwest Florida Fair, people still like going to the fair. Today's episode, the Northwest Florida Fairgrounds. Welcome to Flashback, a podcast by the Okaloosa County Public Information Office. Get ready to dust the nostalgia off your sleeve as we talk with Okaloosa citizens who share with us how things used to be. I'm your host, Nick Tomacek. It's time to step into your imaginary DeLorean, tap your flux capacitor, and flashback. The Northwest Florida Fair has a long history in Okaloosa County. It's had a number of name changes and ownerships, and has had two locations, something that I didn't know before researching this episode. The property that houses the Northwest Florida Fairgrounds was recently purchased by the county from the city of Fort Walton Beach with the hope of rejuvenating it and improving it using tourism bed tax dollars collected from our visitors that experience our piece of paradise. To make sure that the fairgrounds gets improved in the best interest of the public, a fairgrounds advisory committee was formed. Those folks will be tasked with working with tourism staff to advise the board of county commissioners on how to transform the fairgrounds into its full potential. The advisory committee chairman is Charles Rigdon. He's the son of C.H. Bull Rigdon. Bull was considered the face of the Northwest Florida Fair through the years and was instrumental, along with some other devoted locals, in keeping the fair going for over 50 years. I sat down with Bull's son, Charles, at the fairgrounds property before a recent advisory committee meeting. Be aware that the fairgrounds property is in use and you may hear some rustling of people working as well as the usual aircraft flying from nearby Eglin Air Force Base. So I'm Charles William Rigdon. Um, you know, uh, I grew up out here, basically. It was my playground when I was a kid. And um, the, uh, the fair started in 1967. The original fair was held over on the exact spot where the convention center is today. There was an amusement park there um, that had been put there in the early 60s and two gentlemen owned it, uh, two business people, uh, Doug Duggan and Andy Ozak. And so they had the uh, amusement park there and the rides and they also had a little fair. Somehow they requisitioned a bunch of army canvas tents and they put the booths in the tents and then they brought up some rides in and then they utilized the rides at the amusement park and that was how the first fair was done and it was billed as the Okaloosa Industrial Fair. Andy and uh, Doug had the rights to the name and the rights to have the fair and so a group of gentlemen who just all happened to be Shriners 
and uh, that my dad knew. They all formed the Okaloosa County Fair Association, and then they uh, approached Doug and Andy and bought the their their assets, which hardly wasn't anything, yeah. and the rights to the to the fair. Actually, that agreement is laminated up in the office. Okay. So uh, it's you know we preserved it years ago so that we wouldn't get thrown out and uh and so thus the fair the fair its first three years was over on the island in temporary facilities sometime in 68 and 69 my dad who was very good friends with bob sykes his, his name's charles hutton charles h Rigdon, but everybody everybody called him bull that was his now he, he went by bull and you know it's pretty easy that if Somebody would say, well, I know your dad, Charles, you, you, you know that, that right. you didn't know him very well because dad really didn't prefer to be called Charles. He, uh, he preferred to be called Bull. And so Bull and, uh, approached Congressman Sykes because this property out here, the original property was 60-something acres, and um, it was deemed surplus. And so my dad, uh, you know, approached Congressman Sykes and and somehow in that year and a half period, the Fair Association actually had the uh, lease the, uh, to the land. And at the same time, uh, Max Bruner was the superintendent of schools, and Max told Dad, well, boy, I really need some land for a school. And so they added some more land to it, and thus the land where the Votech is was a part of that lease also. Okay. And so then the Fort Walton Beach, Fort Walton Beach needed a fire station, and the fire station... Um, you know, was built, and then the city of Fort Walton Beach had the um, the softball fields, and then the fair had the fair grounds and where the parking lot was. And so, for years, the city of Fort Walton Beach leased our parking lot for their athletic facilities. So, in 1969, the original fair board, which was Bull, Etzel Brooks, Ted Boris, Dave Mitchell, Hoyt Osborne, and Glenn Heflin. They all went together and went to, so they went together and they borrowed the money personally and uh, they hired Larry Scott with Scott Steele and the first buildings that were built were from that wall right there back up to the office and that that's uh, 60 by 300. Okay. So the first 18,000 square feet was built in 69 and 70 was the first year we held the fair out here. So just so people that who are listening know that so that the, the main building when you come up on the fairgrounds that's what you're talking about right now and looks like the same original bones. That's right. So that building there, you know, over the years you've added we've added you know air conditioning, we've added uh, some lights, and uh, you know originally it had skylights all through it, and we replaced all that because it would get hot in the summer. And so in '70 the fair started growing. The Shriners. Uh, ran the fair for about the first eight or nine years of its existence. The state uh, started issuing uh, fair permits. Mm -hmm. So every county in the state of Florida, there's one county fair. And, um, and so the Oakwood County Fair Association got that permit. And so we, 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 we took the, the shrine fair off of it. It just became the, it was the Forum Beach Shrine Fair, and then it became the Okaloosa County Fair. Okay. And so uh, the Fair Association is a nonprofit, and it's formed uh, not like a usual corporation. It's not, we don't fall under the Secretary of State. 
the fair is, is chartered under the, the Department of Agriculture. Uh, those original guys were, were, were unique, you know, everybody had their own responsibility for the fair. As, as the fair grew and we needed more space, they went down and borrowed more money, personally. Okay. Know? And so the original, most of the original structure was built with the fair board going and personally signing the note to do it. 1980. After 10,000 Cubans tried to gain asylum by taking refuge on the grounds of the Peruvian embassy, the Cuban government announced that anyone who wanted to leave could go ahead and do it. The ensuing mass migration was organized by Cuban Americans with the agreement of Cuban President Fidel Castro. The Mariel boat lift was ended by a mutual agreement between the two governments in late October 1980. By then, as many as 125,000 Cubans had reached Florida. And in Okaloosa County, according to Charles, 10,500 Cuban refugees found temporary residence at the Northwest Florida Fairgrounds property. Bull, his dad, helped get new facilities built to house these refugees, as well as bathroom and shower facilities. This was the second time in five years that Okaloosa County played a role in housing refugees. In 1975, the community welcomed Vietnamese refugees who were brought to a physical location in an area north of Niceville on Eglin Air Force Base in that instance. In 1980, when the Cuban refugees came to the fairgrounds, and in a news journal article, it was called the Fort Walton Beach Fairgrounds at the time, uh, pretty much a city was built overnight to house all the refugees coming in. Now let's go back to Charles. And everybody was um, processing the refugees through and people, they would get sponsored out and they would leave and they got down to maybe 200 people here and they, it was about a month before the fair and my dad was going, hey, you guys got to get out of here, you know? <laughs> and so they took the rest of the uh, refugees and took them to Arkansas. There was a lot of history here. You might have remembered some of those first fairs. Do you? Oh yeah. Do you? What, sure. what did what did it kind of look like? Did it look different than it does today? What were some of the popular rides that that people liked? Uh, what were some of the attractions? Yeah, I mean, historically in the fair here is our contract would call for the amusement company to bring in thirty rides. Right now, that was a mixture of what they call spectacular rides, which was back then was the double Ferris wheel and the zippers and the the Gravitrons and things okay. like that, right? And then, then they would have a, another group of, of rides that were mainly for adults and, and young adults. And then they would have Kitty Land, is what the carnival people call it. And then Kitty Land would have 10 rides in it. So you would divide it up. And um, all your good shows, you know, about every four or five years would, um, they would buy a new ride. Right, you know, because rides were coming out all the time. Here's an article I found in the Pensacola News Journal dated October 19th, 1977. 
the writer's name is Loyal Phillips under the, looks like a column called The Miracle Strip. He writes about the fair, and the, t- the headline says, Okaloosa Fair included kaleidoscope of scenes. And let me read a little bit of this for you. New rides are more sophisticated and apparently much safer than those of former years. A towering double Ferris wheel projects to a great height, and two wheels revolve simultaneously at each end of a thick boom, which itself revolves. The contraption is called the Sky Ride, and the estimated weight is 12 tons. More than 100 attractions in the Midway are operated by John's United Shows, owned by the Arthur Lampkin family of Tampa. The company employs more than 700 people. Now let's go back to Charles. But I can remember, I mean, I was, uh, you know, I was in my teens, went to college in 76. Um, I can remember, you know, when we had the entertainment, when, when you could afford to have them. Um, you know, people that had performed here, Merle Haggard, Dolly Parton, the Oak Ridge Boys, um, Barbara Mandrell, Louise Mandrell, Jerry Clower. Do you remember those performances? Sure. Yeah. Sure. The uh, Freddie Fender had the number one song in the country when he was here that week. It hit, and you couldn't even get around the stage. There were so many people here. Charles took me back to Bull's old office where a three-foot-by-two-foot portrait of Bull in his Shiner uniform hangs on the wall still to this day. Charles found an old clipboard that denoted all of the fair events dating back to the 1970s. And so all of a sudden, as you know, the fair grew as the, as, as the county grew. I've got there, you know, I've got the, Mr. Boris uh, kept immaculate records. Clipboard basically that had, you know, each year, each day it was open, what the temperature was, if it was raining, the original tickets for 25 cents to get in, uh, how many people, how many adults, how many children, how many passes came in. And it was all, you know, scribed in perfect penmanship mm-hmm. right down to the T, you know. And um, so when I was still running the fair, um, even though I had an Excel and a, and a, and a, and a QuickBooks format, we've always kept that board. Oh, you yeah. Know? So uh, it's kind of interesting. This goes all the way back. Oh my God! Yeah, we got. So is this uh, the, the gate? The, how much you made at the gate? Yeah, yeah. It's got um. What years? I don't have my glasses. That's eighty-seven right here. Okay, so we we can go farther back. Wow. Okay. See the Oakwood County Shrine Fair. What year is that? Seventy-nine. I gotta get a picture of that. So that was Mr. Boris's tally sheet. That and was that was that, that that was Mr. Boris's original Excel. I think it it's got well it's got the circus was here. It's got Bill Monroe, Thrasher Brothers, yeah, gospel groups. All right. Yeah. Oh, and again, then the totals at the bottom. Yeah, for each for across. each week. And we're walking through the old office. There's a picture of Dolly Parton on the wall, and then in, 
in Bull's old office, a big picture of him. So this is a funny poster here. This is Lanny. This is the Dixie Chicks. Uh-huh. We passed on the Dixie Chicks to play at our place. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we book our stuff like six, eight months in advance. The Dixie Chicks got hot, so Lanny booked them. Mm -hmm. And so when they were there, that, you know, they packed the place. And so Lanny had the Dixie Chicks right to bull. Sorry you didn't have faith in this bull. That's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't feel like the history of the Fairgrounds could be told without talking a little bit more about your dad. Why? You know, you said he was a civil engineer on Eglin. Obviously, he sat on uh, the board along with some other influential yeah. people. But it, it seemed like, well, to me, when I moved here, that bull was kind of like the face of the fairgrounds. Is yep. that? Yep. Okay. And that was both, you know, it, it, it helped and it hurt in some areas, you know. But at the end of the day, when people thought about the fair, they thought about Dad. He was always promoting the fair. Uh, you know, he retired. My mom died in 1988. He retired in 89. And then he became, this became his full-time job. You know, he was 59 when he retired. So he lived to be 80, 85, yeah. 86. So for the next, what, 26 years, he basically, um, you know, was out here every day. What, so where the name Bull come from? Being hard-headed. <laughs> I mean, right. he, he was, I mean, but, you know, Dad was kind of a unique guy. He, uh. He went to work at Eglin in 1954 or 53 on a 90-day temporary job as a laborer at the sawmill and retired, you know, 38 years later as the deputy chief of civil engineering. So um, he, is, he had a unique skill set. Um, he grew up in the construction, you know, camps back during the Depression. My grandfather was a bridge builder, and they went from town to... And that's another reason I think I'd bring it. You know, my dad moved 17 times in six years. Mm -hmm. And he never was able to establish community or anything. And so when he and my mom got married, they moved to Fort Walton Beach. And he wanted to be a part of the community because he didn't have that when he was a, a kid. Because, you know, six months, they were on to the next job. And, and so, yeah. you know, I think that gave him his need to be a part of the community. And, you know, it's like when he died, I told people all the time, you know, he was my dad, but he belonged to all y'all. What I, what I best remember is I see generations of people that come in every back when I was here every day, every year that have their grandkids now or have their kids, and they all want to take pictures around the, you know, the tractors and the museum and and you know they, they the people. Some people don't like coming to the fair. Some people don't like to ride rides, but a lot of people do. And with, to me, it's a sense of community when you have the 4-H involved and you have the county extension service, you've got the vendors. And it's a, it's a week where people can kind of go back to their, their childhood, right? I don't think, I think people forget. We had, we had a parade. Oh. In downtown Fort Walton Beach, because it was the Shriners and all the Shrine units and all the little motorcycles and all the go-karts yeah. and all that. And we'd have a master of ceremonies with, uh, you know, Congressman Sykes would always come down and ride in it. Governors would ride in it. Then we'd come out here and have a opening ceremony with cutting the ribbon, you know. Either be some congressman or a, we've had senators here back in, back in the day. I think that Charles is right about the fair mattering. 
it matters to folks. And I like that this interactive physical experience still exists each year. Despite the standard gripes from adults and children about lines and parking, it still has the sense of nostalgia for the older generations and the promise of memories for thousands of children living in Okaloosa County. This episode was written and edited by me, Nick Tomachek. The theme music for Flashback is by Jason Shaw on Audionautics.com. Special thanks to Charles Rigdon for sharing the history of the fairgrounds with us and some insight into his dad and those others who have put in so much work to keep the fair going year after year. Thanks for listening. I'll see you around town. Thank you.